Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience. A 40-something trans woman shares her observations, life stories, and the adventures of her journey through transition and beyond. And now, here she is, your host, Sabrina Miller. Yeah, hello, hello, hey there. Let's listen to that band, warm us up, get us together, go! Oh, man, I love that band. That band is amazing. That was the simple cats and dogs. Oh, I swear they get better every week. They get better every week. And now I realize uh, I'm going to, this is kind of unusual for me, but it's an unusual episode. Number 51. Yeah. Um, First, I'm going to address the whole band thing because it's it's an awkward name even for what's been happening the last 50 episodes or 40 whatever episodes since I started that stuff. Um, It's a simple thing. And this is mostly for brand new listeners. Uh, you're probably wondering what the fuck is going on. Well, the whole band name thing, uh, go back to episode three, listen to the entire episode. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. That's all I'm going to say about that. And, uh, but, and longtime listeners, binge listeners, you know that that's kind of a, whoa, that's even odd for her. (laughs) Yeah. Um, hold on to your hats and glasses. It'll make sense in time. You folks know me by now. Just wait. Just wait. All right. (laughs) So now that we got that out of the way, uh, let's address the other thing that's pretty obvious uh, with uh, with just the 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 date that's connected to this episode. Uh, The the date that this is dropping is the anniversary of September 11th, and don't need to go into it. Everybody's got their own little thing about it. Uh, It's to me. I equivalent it, equivalent? I put it at equal value to the, the, the JFK assassination as far as the shock and awe that struck the nation. And, and everybody remembers that moment. Everybody that was, at their, was alive at that moment in time has a memory of that moment. Even people who, like myself, who were born basically a decade after it, uh, have a memory of it because of the memory was so strong from the generation before the people that remembered remembered hard well the same thing is so true about september 11th so since that's the blatant obvious thing i'm not going to make it about that believe me that's not my thing but i am going to pay it respect so the best thing the, the honorable thing to do is take a moment of silence but in radio in podcast land a moment of silence <laughs> it sucks <laughs> because of it. Oh, geez, there's nothing going on in an audio podcast that I can listen to. So I'm going to fast forward. Yeah, okay, well, so a moment of silence in a radio or podcast like this is going to be something audio. <laughs> That's all I can really say because you're not watching, you're, you're there imagining. So 
Just join me, if you will, for a moment of silence on the radio. Yeah, so if I didn't take that moment, uh, I, I don't feel like it would be the right thing to do. Just because I, I publish on Fridays, and today happens to be Friday, September 11th. Okay, let's address it. We did. Now we're moving on. Ha-ha! All right, so this episode, uh, called it an episode for non-trans people. Because I've gotten a little bit of feedback here and there throughout the last, well, basically the last year... And I've, I've noticed it in articles and things about, you know, how come the cis people don't understand what not to ask us? Why is it so confusing to them, says the trans people. Uh, and then the cis people are like, I don't, I don't, it's so confusing. I have so many questions, but I don't know what to say. All right, that's this type of episode. That's my goal, at least, <laughs> when I'm putting this episode together. We're just start rolling here. We're in the first, what are we, like, couple minutes here? Maybe five, since, we, you know, we ran some music there. Uh, <laughs> so, so no, it's, it's, it's that type of episode. That's my thought going into it. This is the thing that, you know, everything you wanted to know but were afraid to ask sort of questions episode. Okay? Okay. We're also going to have something new. Yeah, you lucky listeners, you are going to get something new because uh, I we did I did the, the transgender thirty question challenge, which is supposed to be like thirty day challenge on a blog or you know Facebook update or something like that, video thing even you know, audio thing even. But I didn't want to do one every day because that's a lot of work for me. If you don't know what I mean by that, check out past episodes. I talk about it a lot. Not going to talk about it now. So, so I did it one episode at a time, and I skipped some episodes here and there because we had interviews or it just didn't fit into the whatevers, you know. So we skipped it, right? It's okay. We finished it. That's the main thing. Finished it last episode. Well, not last episode, but the episode before. Okay. Uh, so we got something new to take that, and that's... Uh, 25 valuable tidbits from famous women. Ha ha ha. Gonna be fun. We're gonna try that out this episode, see where it goes. And we only got 24 more. Secondary topic's gonna be <laughs> something different than the main topic. We'll say that right now. Uh, something from my past and childhood that I kind of feel passionate about. <laughs> kind of the whole show there, Sabrina. Uh, no, no, it's just, it's a memory of mine that I kind of go, damn it. All right, fine. That's just the way culture went. So, got that story for you. And then, of course, we are going to have some listener feedback. Of course, that's what makes a podcast a podcast. But before we get to any of that, before that comes along, we're going to talk about the last, well, couple episodes. Uh, episode 49, about body modification versus being transgender, that title, you know, thing. Uh, first of all, could you tell I was doing laundry? Because I did when I edited it. And <laughs> if it bothered you, I'm sorry, but, you know... Wife and kid and myself need clean sheets and clothes and stuff like that. So, you know, hey, it is what it is, and it's a podcast all the way. Um, also, uh, during the main topic, uh, I realized in the editing that I may have come across as not as being against body modification. I'm not. Please believe me. I am so not. 
my thought is, you know, if you want to put a hole the size of an Eisenhower dollar in your ear, fine by me. I don't care. Uh, You want to split your tongue down the middle so you look like a snake? Hey, that's cool, man. All right. That's your thing. That's pretty cool. All right. (laughs) Uh, You want to you want to have you want to have alternative piercings on your body? You know, somewhere above the knee, but below the belly button. Just going to say that right there, okay? Hey, go for it if that's your thing. I don't care. I don't care. Uh, if your goal is to make your genitalia look nothing like genitalia, then cool, man. That's, hey, that's your thing. That's fine by me. You know, if you want to get so many holes in your face, like that one Pepsi commercial where they, where they all had piercings in their face and they drank soda and they all, like, like squirted soda out their faces... I hope you know what I'm talking about. If not, it's probably on YouTube. Uh, anyhow, um, if that's your thing, cool, man. Just realize this. Just realize this. When you take uh, choices in your life like that, there's going to be you know, another. It's a yin-yang thing of life. You do one thing, something's got to give. Well, you may not be able to get certain jobs or certain things you know if that's your if you're an actor trying to make your way probably not a good idea to do anything to your face just saying that if you're a model you know that sort of thing uh if but if you keep it subtle if it's if it's whatever you do just realize there's repercussions you can't get certain jobs you can't do certain things do the research understand what you're kind of giving up you might say the sacrifice you're doing for that thing whatever that thing is the tattoos follow the same same ground as well so as long as you know that go for it uh live your life that's the bottom line i think you think everybody would know that by now i hate it that it's society standards that you can't get certain jobs looking certain ways i it's, think it's changing i do it's just going to take a while i don't know if uh, i don't know if i'll personally see it i'd like to I'd like to, but yeah, we got to go. We got a long way to go on that. Um, so that's really all I'm saying. If you're going to make choices to, you know, that are going to alter your body different than the norm, the norm is going to have certain things that they're going to, you know, give you obstacles to, um, hurdle, you know, that's really what it, what it all boils down to. And just be aware of that. And Hey, if you're ready to do that hurdle, go do it. Uh, then episode 50, we had a conversation with Meredith and Ellen. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. It was so much fun to sit with them and just talk about transitioning in life in 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 the 70s before these two, two women met each other. I mean, that was just the most fascinating part of it. And then, after living so long being stealth to come out as transgender and feel so empowered then... Yeah, it's of course it feels empowering now, you know, when when people like myself are starting that journey and all my listeners out there uh, are starting that journey. You know, that's <laughs> if this person that was stealth could have that same feeling. Oh, everybody's on the right track with that. Let me just somewhat sum it up and say that. OK, uh, it was so rejuvenating to hear that story, though. So if you haven't heard it, go back to episode 50. Check it out. If you want to hear my ramblings about body modification and, you know, the concept of being transgender, go for it. It was probably one of the weaker episodes. Even I'll admit that. But, you know, they can't all be great. 
you know, hey, hey, it's there every week. Something's got to give. See, I, even I know something's got to give. Uh, so all past episodes can be found at Changes in Latitudes podcast at blogspot.com. Uh, we've got PayPal donate buttons there. We got Amazon affiliate link. Uh, if you're a podcast listener, you know what that means. If you're not, it means check out Changes in Latitudes uh, podcast at blogspot.com. Click on our link. Like, say, for Amazon, it'll take you to another window, and you'll shop on Amazon just like you normally would, and we get a little tiny, tiny, teeny, tiny, tiny, tiny percentage. And uh, I was doing some reading. They're starting to change that thing, so that might be going away. Um, And then for PayPal, hey, that's... um, If you don't know what PayPal is really by now, uh, just Google the damn thing. I, I, I feel like an idiot every time I explain PayPal. You know, if you want to donate money to me, go to PayPal and put some money in and donate. Uh, yeah, that's what PayPal is. <laughs> Exchange of money electronically. <laughs> okay, so there you go. We're also on iTunes, of course. Uh, search us out there. We're on Stitcher. Search us out there. If you use either of those two, do us a favor. Give us a review and a rating, you know, uh, uh, iTunes has the five star thing, you know, four or five stars. I would, of course, I'm going to ask for that. You know, hey, it's my show. Give me the best. You know, rated appropriately, of course. Uh, if you got a minute, write up something. It really helps the show be exposed to more. It helps with those uh, the 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 algorithms that make iTunes work. And the same thing's true with Stitcher. You got thumbs up like on every episode. You've got ways to share it on so much different social media. And on Stitcher, it's actually depends on how long you listen to it. So if you listen on Stitcher, you know the best way to help me and help the show is uh, once you're done listening, try to listen all the way through to the end, like all the way through to the end, because that actually helps the numbers. You know, how much, how many people listen to the entire show. Now, I'm not saying listen, start to finish all at once. I'm saying listen, pause, listen, pause, listen, pause. However you listen to you, to your shows, everybody's got their own little groove and that's totally cool. But, um, once you're done, like, like the, when the credits roll and you're ready to move on to the next episode on Netflix, uh, I'm asking you to let the credits roll. Uh, one, because I fill it with stuff because <laughs> I do put content there. It's different every episode. If you haven't figured that out by now, I'm going to tell you it's episode 51. And for at least the last, I don't know, audience, help me out. What? 30 episodes, at least 20 episodes. There's something different at the end of every episode. Sometimes it's outtakes, other stuff. So anyhow, listen to the end, because honestly, that helps the stitcher numbers. We're on Facebook, of course, facebook.com slash Changes in Latitudes podcast. Uh, lots of fun on the Facebook over there. That's where I seem to interact with uh, most most people all the time because I can do it from a phone, and that's, that's very convenient. So Facebook seems to be the way to communicate. Um, I'm also on Twitter. Uh, it's just my own personal one because I don't really use Twitter. <laughs> it's at SabrinaMiller41. Feel free to follow me there, but I really don't do a lot. Uh, Facebook's kind of where it's at, you know, sort of thing. And then if you want to email me, changes in latitudes podcast at gmail.com. Now, I'm going to ask, check out the Patreon page. It's kind of brand new. It's only a couple months old. I'm still growing it. I'm still figuring out uh, rewards and what I can give back and making sure it works in my schedule and all that wonderful jazz. So it's growing. I'm growing. Check it out. Patreon.com slash Changes in Latitudes uh, podcast, of course. And Patreon is P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And now some of you might be, what the hell is that? And it's because it's, it's fairly new. It's only been around a few years. 
uh, basically, everybody knows their Kickstarter thing. Everybody knows the GoFundMe where people say, hey, I'm doing this project. I need money for this project, whatever this project may be. And if you give at certain levels, here's your rewards. You'll get, you know, copies of this and you'll get exposure to that and your name will be here and blah, blah, blah. And that's a one-time deal. You know, here's a one-time thing. And with that, if it doesn't go through... They don't get the money. I mean, at least that's how it used to be. I haven't looked into that because I have never had a project like that. So I never looked into it. I did look into Patreon as soon as I figured out what the hell Patreon was. It's for, it's for podcasts, basically, honestly. It's for video blogs. It's for independent music artists, people who put out content, individual, you know, uh, unique content every whatever, month, week, day, however it breaks down for that individual, you know, every six weeks, you know, whatever it is. The patrons, as they're called, give money. It's, it's you're paying f- to, to help the project. You're supporting an artist do their thing. And that's what my show is. If, you, if, you, if this is your first episode, everybody's going, what the hell is this? Jesus Christ. No, I'm saying, talk to past listeners, check out the Facebook page, I promise, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's a show, I keep it as entertaining as possible. So that's why I have a Patreon page. Uh, Lots of different reward levels, I went down as as low as a dollar a month because, hey, I know people's budgets are tight, and I still wanted to give some reward for that. Uh, there's, and then there's levels all the way up to, I think I put what, $20, $10, something like that. I don't know. Like I said, I'm still working it out, still figuring it out, putting it together. Check it out because it's a way for independent artists to just have a little bit of, uh, you know, whatever to help support the arts. So check it out. Patreon.com slash changes in latitudes podcast. So speaking of patreon and patrons and people supporting the show this particular episode number 51 is brought to you by tomslayton.com and we will talk more about that a little bit later but right now let's get into the main topic already christ you've been rolling for what like 25 30 000 minutes here Main topic. Here we go. Main topic. All right. Now, this is what everybody's been tuning in for. I know I took a little long in the opening. I'm sorry. I wanted to get Patreon out there. I wanted to tell you about the new segment that took over the 30-day challenge. And I talked about a bunch of shit. So I'm sorry about that. But here we go into the main topic, folks. This information is going out to all the non-trans people. Now, I know I could say cis people. I know I could say that. But... I want to include anybody that is not does not consider themselves trans or transgender. But I also want to include the people that consider themselves transsexuals. Uh, some now some trans women will say like to be called trans. That's the term that they prefer. And then on the same spectrum, some people who identify as transvestites also use the word trans. It's a very small group, I'm aware, but it's still out there. I want to include anybody that doesn't identify as trans. So, for all the non-trans people, and I'm tr- this is my best attempt at this point in time 
to give you an you know semi all inclusive sort of episode, but it is by no means the end all be all. I want to get that out right now, and I you know I am no expert. It's just my opinion. It's just feedback I've read. It's common sense ultimately. This episode was actually inspired by listener, and I've mentioned her so many times before. She was on episode 40 and 41, Addison. What a lovely dear. I am so, I feel so honored to have had you on the show and continued our friendship through, through Facebook and the support of the show and then inspiring this episode. Thank you so much. So if I name drop Addison a few times, go check her episodes out, her interview episodes 40, 41. Uh, either right now, so you know who the hell I'm talking about, or after this episode, whatever, you know, it's out there. Have fun with it. Listen to it so you know who Addison is. Uh, But this episode was inspired by Addison, because Addison at one point had just, was one of those days, and kind of vented to me and a handful of other people, and I said, yeah, and asked me if I could, you know, talk about it on the show, and I said, yeah, sure, I will. And then just with episode lineup, you know, it got pushed to this episode. I said, okay, that's a cool one. Episode 51. Very, very cool. So, Addison, here we go. Uh, The number one question that uh, trans people in general, trans men, trans women in general, seem to be asked... The immediately after they they come out. Hi, I'm transgender. Oh, really? Okay. Um, are you going to get the surgery? Number one fucking question. Uh, is somebody in the group, you know, somebody's going to have the balls in the group to stand up and say, uh, "Excuse me, uh, you just came out like you know what ten minutes ago, and uh, I'm curious what you're going to do with your genitalia." Gee, thanks, elephant in the living room that nobody wants to talk about. Um, you know, first, let's just say everybody's different. And I mean that in the broadest sense possible. Everybody's different in how they're going to react to that question, how they're going to answer that question, how they feel about that question, what that question means to them at that moment in time. It's, it's almost equivalent to immediately after Abraham Lincoln died, And somebody walked up to Mrs. Lincoln and said, so, how was the play? You know, it's kind of rude. Right then, at there. Yeah, so your husband died. How was the show you were watching? Is it good? Do I want to see it? Yeah, no, don't fucking talk about it. But there are exceptions to that. Number one, the only reason you would ever, ever feel the desire to ask that question of a trans person is if you are... In a romantic relationship with them where that really truly affects your, you know, chemistry, we'll just sum it and say that. Or if you are going to be in a relationship, sexual relationship with them, where it may affect your relationship with them. That's the only, that's the only ground that, that that question is valid on. Anybody outside that, that realm, you don't, have the, you, don't have, you don't have the right to ask that question. I don't care how close you are. Maybe a parent or parent-like figure has that, you know, clause sort of thing because it's a parent-child relationship. But that's, again, up to the individual. You know, there's so many different child-parent relationships. It's up to the individual. And, of course, a therapist, you know, that's something you should definitely share with your therapist. Um, And sometimes, you know, it, it is a close family friend that you talk to. Again, everybody's different. I'm trying to let the people know that want to ask the question that they shouldn't unless they are in that small zone of the trans person's circle of life 
If it's going to affect you at a certain level, intimate level, then you have a right to ask. Outside of that, eh, it's none of your business. Also, please realize that an individual is not defined by what's between their legs. If a soldier went to war and lost the use of everything from his waist down, and I say everything, I mean everything, okay? Right? Does that make him less of a man because he had no longer can use or feel his genitalia? No, he's still a man. Unless, of course, he chooses to identify as a woman. That's his choice. Which leads me to that point. The individual chooses. If somebody wants to identify as a woman and they were born a man and they talk, you know, hey, this is me and I'm a woman. Okay, fine. You are. Good. Good for you. That's fabulous. Live your life, honey. Thank you. I will. You know, it's one of those things. So body parts don't define people. You know, just because somebody uses, loses the ability to, you know, use a leg or an arm or something or an eye, and that doesn't define who they are. It changes them, of course, but it doesn't define them. They define themselves. No different with a trans person. There's no textbook, no stranger, no outside force that, you know, says you have to be. You define yourself as a whatever you choose, and this includes cis people as well. You choose your own. You have the right to be. When you go and have your hair styled, or you go and choose your clothes, whatever it is, or your shoes, or your makeup, or your jewelry, or whatever the hell it is, ties, hats, whatever, you're defining your identity. Same thing's fucking true with trans people. It just is outside the norm for right now, and we're changing that. That's the big revolution, trans revolutions that's happening right now. We're in the midst of it. I can, everybody feels it. It's in the news everywhere. So with that being said, yeah, there are some close and awkward friendships that do allow certain, you know, conversations to have, you know, uh, discussions with. For example, there's a small circle of my friends and you know who you are because I know some of you listen to this show and I greatly appreciate it. You know that. Uh, that have, you know, the right to ask in the right environment, basically anything they want to ask. Why? Because they're genuinely curious. They're concerned about me making sure that, you know, Hey, or have you thought about whatever, you know, that sort of thing. And that's totally cool. Totally cool. Because I know that if I was out in public with these friends and something were to happen, these friends have my back. So why would I deny them the opportunity to learn more, to educate themselves, because they will educate others, because they have the ability to say, no, 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 my friend is trans. He, she, she, he said this about that topic or whatever the case may be, or they'll just share the story or in my case, share the fucking podcast. Hey, the whole story's out there. There you go. Ta-da! So, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's for me, but everybody's different. Everybody's different. So know where you fit in on that circle before you start asking that question. Okay. And I don't mean, and when I first said about, you know, if you're going to be physically intimate with somebody, I don't mean like first date that you're building up to a something, 
unless that's your thing. If you go together on a first date, okay, fine, whatever, you know, hey, that's up to you. But do you know what I'm talking about? Most people wait till at least a little bit deeper into the, oh, that's a bad choice of words, a little bit longer into the uh, dating relationship before they commit to any physical intimacy. That seems to be the norm out there. A couple times before, you know, getting it on. Uh Uh, Average, remember I'm saying. So, so... You know, in those first few dates, you don't really have the right to to start asking that question. And even if you start to think you do, ask them if it's okay to ask that question. May I ask you something that's very personal about your body? And you have the absolute right to deny the answer. And I will not judge you and I will not feel bad about it. But I am genuinely curious because we have reached this step in our friendship relationship. Yeah, you approach it tactfully like that, you probably get a good chance that you'll get an honest answer. Whatever that honest answer is. Some people will be like, no, I don't want to talk about that right now. Respect it, move on. Another comparison for this, uh, this whole, you know, are you going to get the surgery thing? People don't go out on their first few dates, you know, and ask, you know, personal questions like, oh, hey, I noticed your breasts seem a little small. Are you planning on getting them enlarged? You know, that's just flat-out rude. (laughs) Your nose is a little big. Are you planning on getting that fixed? Your ears stick out a little bit. Are you going to get that fixed? Your lips are too thin. Are you going to get that fixed? (sighs) I'd fucking walk up and leave. Walk up and leave? Get up, walk out, and leave. That's what I meant to say. But you knew that. Uh, So it's the same thing. Don't ask a personal question like that. Yes, I know you're dying to, but don't. And lastly, about the surgery thing. Uh, some people don't want it just because they don't like the invasiveness of the surgery. They don't they want to take a chance on going wrong. They don't want to, to have any costs of that nature. Uh, some, some people just can't afford it, even if it is just a copay. Certain insurances are changing, so you know that this information be, may become invalid. But the fact that some people don't want it, that won't change. Some people don't see a reason to change it because they have never felt a dysphoria with that part of their body, and that's okay. And some are still deciding on it. So so you may get an answer now that may change in the future. Just realize that, too. Now, Addison, as I mentioned before, during the conversation she had on my show earlier, said that he came out as a gay man years before realizing and then coming out as a trans woman. So there is a genuinely honest answer about how things change. And it seems that Addison gets uh, asked that uh, question, are you still gay? Which, you know, kind of makes sense within certain people's thought processes. But you have to stop and think about why you're asking that question. Okay? So, just using Addison as an example, because the, the information's out there in episode 4041, I don't remember which one specifically, but during the conversation. Well, let's say Addison had a friend, you know, we'll just call them Joe, right? And Joe knew Addison as a gay man, so Addison was attracted to men. Then Addison comes out as, I am a trans woman, meaning I'm going to live and become a woman. Well, Joe should still think of the process as, well, okay, now Addison 
was a man attracted to a man. Now he's going to be a woman attracted to a man. So that, well, makes her straight. Ta-da! No more magic. You figured it out. Same is true for, let's just say, the, the simple, easy equation is a, a lesbian couple where one comes out as a trans man. So now one is, the trans man was a woman who was attracted to women. That woman is now becoming a man who is still attracted to women. Straight man. Not in the sense of a joke, but you know what I mean. It's the truth right there. Do the math, as they say. And the answer will come like a bolt of lightning sometimes. Uh, I got asked the same question when, when I came out. I got, well, not the same question, same realm. I got asked, are you going to sleep with men? Well, let's see. Um, I was, you know, a straight man, meaning can, uh, attracted to women. Now I will be a trans woman attracted to women. Woman attracted to women is, I feel like uh, Richard Dawson's survey says, lesbian. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, so um, just do the math. Figure it out. Figure it out. Now, something else to keep in mind, and this is to the cis people, of course. That's what I'm trying to address this episode to. Uh, it's down to the simplest and basic statement that I can make. I, I try to keep things simple, as, uh, as my longtime fans and listeners know. Uh, and you may have heard this before. Because it's pretty common out there now, but if you haven't heard it, stop and think about it for just a bit, and it'll clear up so many thought processes. Uh, number one, gender is between the ears, or in the head, not between the legs. And it's an identity. It's an outward expression of who they are. Bruce Wayne is expressing Batman. Peter Parker is expressing Spider-Man. All right? Think of it that way if you have to. It's an outward expression. That's what gender is. It's an identity. And some, some identify as they're born a male or female. Some identify as the other end of the spectrum. You know, if they were born a male, they identify as female. If they were born as female, they identify as male. Or... They identify just over the center on the other side. Not quite fully female, but not totally male either. You know, a little more than 50% one way or the other, however it goes. It's a blend. Gender is nonlinear. Gender is fluid, as they say. Gender moves we all discover different things about ourselves and our identity as we grow as we become more involved into life so it's an identity who you're attracted to is also between the ears as well because there is that intellectual stimulation everybody understands that that's why we read you know, that type of novel or, or web page or story or whatever it is. That's why we all, as a certain generation, enjoy sexting because it's the written word. Huh? See? Yeah. Intellectual stimulation. Yes, it also is between the legs because that's where, that's where it is. <laughs> so that's a sexual orientation. That's who you're attracted to. And that's got a whole gambit of, of definitions as well. 
But to keep it simple, you know, there's the uh, male attracted to a male. There's a male attracted to a female. Then there's the female attracted to the male and the female attracted to the female. And then there's the ones that are attracted to both or all or however they identify with whatever attraction is to them. So they're both kind of fluid, but one is an outward expression and one is internal desire, internal pleasure. Uh, because no matter what, it's internal. It's in the brain, intellectual, or it's in, you know, inside our, our, our bodies where the, uh, well, the penis and the vagina are. Yes, I know the penis is outside the, outside the body. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> Come on. But it all stimulates from inside. That's what I'm talking about. So there's, there's, there's sexual orientation. Now, in saying that, some people are attracted to the ones that blend both genders. That's their attraction. That's what they internally seek pleasure from or get pleasure from or internally desire. You know, that's, that's part of it. And then some people say, you know, they're more attracted to the person than the gender. And that's, the, uh, or, or there's so many definitions out there. Google it. Find out for yourself if you're curious. What I'm trying to say is it's not the black and white that most people think it is. There are a hundred shades of gray. And I don't mean that fucking book, movie, whatever. I didn't, I'm not a reader. I, 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 I can't. The episode title, I'm not as drunk as you think I am. I talk about my dyslexia. Review that episode. That's I don't do reading, um, and the and the story never interested me. The movie never interested me. And then the reviews came back, and everybody said it was dumb. And I went, "Well, good. I'm glad I didn't waste the time." So, so uh, long before that, long before that, there are so many hues and so many different shades of gray that you can't define it. The individual defines it realize that even if you think you don't you do and if you didn't define yourself maybe you need to do some soul searching and find yourself and you might end up being a little more fulfilled just i'm just saying because that's what it feels like to me now back to the whole thing about do you have the right to ask somebody what's your sexual orientation which is basically what the person asked Addison and what the person asked me. What's your sexual orientation? Are you still gay? Going to sleep with men? Are you, st- are you going to sleep with men? Meaning, meaning, are you not going to sleep with women? Or are you going to become bisexual and sleep with both? You know, unless that matters to you and the individual, don't fucking ask. Unless you're going to make that next step. Hey, are you still going to sleep with uh, the type of gender that I am? Oh, good. Then let's get it on. That's your next step. You know, start to court the person however you court the person, whether it's like, hey, baby, can I have your number? Or, or if you, you know, give them a dozen roses. You know, whatever your style is, then that would better be the next step after you ask that question because it's that personal. Uh, here's another one that Addison brought to my attention. And, and it, it, it didn't happen to me, but I, I've heard through through other trans women I know and have met and crossed paths with both in life and the internet, uh, the, the question keeps coming back. Are you still able to re- reproduce? 
And uh, as I was talking to my wife about putting this episode together, she brought up a great point. She's like, no, 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 leave the whole concept of trans and transition and all of that out of it. Take transgender out of that equation and out of that question. Instead of saying, you know, still able to, instead say, do you plan on having children? Or more children, if you know the individual already has them. You know, obviously that's a almost a no-brainer there. But think about that as well. Because that may be their choice. People are able to freeze, you know, eggs and sperm and use it for future use. So there's many different uh, things there. Many different ways for a trans person to still be able to have a genetic child after they transition. One of them being using their own material, whatever material that may be. So many options out there. Again, don't even ask that question unless you're, unless you're going to be part of it. That's none of your business unless you're going to be part of it. Or you are very close to that person and going to be the support within that arena, we'll say. Okay? You got liberty as well. <laughs> close friends, close family. You are included as well that you're able to ask. But I would hope that if you're that close to the person, you would know that. I'm talking to the people that aren't quite sure if they should ask. Unless you're going to do it with them, no, no, don't ask. But here is some information to keep in mind. Um, when a transgender person starts HRT or hormone replacement therapy, uh, usually in the first six months or so is when they start to become sterile. By, by one year and definitely by two years and beyond, they're sterile. They're sterile. So, you know, that's it. No more with that particular individual, unless they've banked the, uh, banked the items. So in that first six months, yeah, there's a chance that they, you know, may still be able to reproduce if, if uh, you know, if they're attempting, we'll say. But, and if they stop in that first year, usually everybody's a little bit different, but usually, usually in that first year, things that have started to change will go back. Not always. Some things won't. But again, everybody's different. However, when you start getting close to that two-year mark and beyond, there are some permanent changes that are not going to go away unless you, you know, essentially have it removed. We'll, we'll, we'll say that. So, so those are, those, that's what happens on HRT. The body changes, things change, and it becomes uh, sterile. That's just the way it is. Now, I'm speaking definitely from trans women because that's the inf uh, information I've researched, but I don't know about trans men. I do know you can freeze eggs, uh, but I've also seen some trans men carrying their babies. So, you know, <laughs> they, obviously they still have a uterus because they're carrying their baby, so they haven't had a hysterectomy. So there's obviously something, and they got beards, so that means they're on testosterone. So there's something there. There's definitely something there that allows them to be able to carry child, reproduce, as long as they still have their uterus uh, while on testosterone. I don't know those details because I don't, I don't, I've never been that close to a trans man. That's about all I'm going to say about that. Uh, and, I, and if I ever do, then, yeah, I doubt I ever will. But, you know, I'm sure I'll cross paths with a, a trans men friend that would, you know, open up and say, hey, if you got any questions in the transgender realm of trans men, 
depending on the relationship, I might take him up on that. Yeah, let me, how are you, what's the whole process for you when you go to HRT? So, but that's, that's neither here nor there. So basically, once that, once the trans individual has been on hormone replacement therapy for basically two years and more, but really in that, that first to second year as well, uh, there's changes that happen that won't, won't just disappear without any uh, medical help. I'll leave it at that. Uh, also, uh, let's uh, clear up the whole trans man, trans woman thing. I had this brought to my attention. Uh, uh, some people are confused on what is what. And however you want to remember it, remember it. There's so many things out there on the Internet. Remember it this way. Remember it that way. This is what I use. Okay, fine. Everybody's different. This is my take on it. Whatever the person says, I'm a trans woman, I'm a trans man. Number one, first and foremost, that's how they identify. Don't think of them as any other way. But to satisfy your curiosity and to settle the what the fuck's going on in your brain, um, generally, the individual was born opposite what they're identifying as. So, a trans woman generally was born a man or boy a trans man was generally born a female or girl not always because there are the intersexed and that's a whole i've talked about that in past episodes that's a whole other ball of wax that i yeah hats off to them because their their journey and struggle is is i believe harder than ours and that's a whole other story somewhere else (laughs) okay okay so um so I hope that clears up some some questions for some. Um, you'll also see abbreviations FTM, uh, female to man. Uh, sometimes you'll see M2F or, F, or F2M. I mean, the number two. It's the same thing, female to male, male to female. It's That's what the abbreviation is. Ultimately, remember, everybody's body is different. Everybody's makeup is unique. And everybody reacts differently to HRT. For some, it works wonders in the first six months, and then nothing much more after that. For others, it takes a couple years before anything is really starting to happen. Everybody's different, which means everybody reacts differently, even to the questions. So know your relationship with the person before you start asking the questions. Addison also brought up the fact that uh, some uh, some partners of trans people uh, say to them, please don't transition. Uh, I love you the way you are. You're beautiful the way you are. Um, you can't change anybody. Uh, your heart may want to, uh, you, you know, you've got together with this person because they are this person, the person that you knew, and so you're losing the person and they're changing and all that, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's there. But you can't change anybody. Just remember that. You can't. Because it really goes back to the whole, you know, let's give them religion and, you know, that'll cure them of being gay. We'll take the gay right out of them. Yeah, well, it's not. It's not. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's a journey the individual needs to take, just like I am. Just like I am. Everybody's gone their, on their journey. Everybody's got a different take on things. I feel blessed that I can provide this podcast because that's part of my nature. That's part of my creativity. It's part of the way I am. I throw together an outline and I talk about shit. Ta-da! Podcast. <laughs> you know, not everybody can do that. 
Not everybody can write a blog. There are tons of blogs out there. Not everybody does a vlog, a video log, but there are tons out there. So I'm contributing to the podcast world. Another one that Addison brought up, but everybody gets it, is uh, <laughs> what's your real name? Or what was your birth name? You know, that, that, that sort of thing. Uh, first, whew, that's so rude. Um, take, for example, if you know the, an individual, however long you know the individual, and then all of a sudden you, you find out that they were adopted. You don't walk up and say, what was your other name? Because they may or may not have another name. But also, if they do, it's none of your goddamn business. They've been whatever they've been for however long they've been that name. So don't ask. It's none of your business. The individual may choose to share it with you. And if they do, feel lucky and honored. Because that tidbit of information is not always shared. It's part of the past. That is the past. For some, it kind of hurts them because it's memories of the past. Everybody's got that thing going on. And for others, they may just never have liked the name because it is the epitome of the gender that they were born as or the gender that they transitioned away from. So be considerate of that. Don't ask that. If whatever name they tell you, that's their name. If you have a hard time remembering their name or, you know, whatever it is, ask them again. You don't ask, hey, can I call you something easier? You know, can I give you a nickname? You know, that's a whole other thing as well. If you, whatever name they give you, that's their name. Now, pronouns is another thing. If you've got a question about pronouns, uh, ask the person first and foremost. Hey, what pronouns do you prefer? What, what pronouns do you want to go by? Um, chances are they're going to say, thank you, I'd like to go by whatever their answer is. Uh, she, her, hers, him, his... He, you know, there's, it's whatever it is, they, there's, there's those out there, then there's the ones that begin with Z and S's, there's so many options out there. If it's ever confusing as far as pronouns go, use their name. That's the easiest way to do it, is just use their name, because then you're never going to be wrong. Uh, or, if the environment and circumstances are correct, ask them again. I'm so sorry, I forgot. What preferred pronouns do you want? Everybody's happy. Everybody's happy! So, uh, that's, that's the whole thing about pronouns and names. Uh, whatever the person tells you, that's it. Don't, don't, don't start bringing up things. Even if their documentation on their final forms isn't changed, it says their original name, we'll call it, that they were given when they happened to come upon this earth, that they are trying to change. So, they're doing it by at least telling people, hey, don't call me that. Call me what I want you to call me. You know, growing up, um, if you listen to all the episodes, you've known that my name was Charlie. Well, it is Charlie. I, I, I'm using it as part of my name as well. But anyhow, it, it, that's like one of the early episodes. Go back and listen. I'm not going to rehash that. <laughs> um, and I was always constantly asked, can I call you Chuck? I'm going to call you Chuck. Yeah, Chuck. Hey, come here, Chuck. All right, Chuck, Chuck, Chuck. You know, fuck you. Don't call me that. I am not a Chuck. I am not something you throw. I am not something you throw up. I am not something you kick. No, no, no. I am not a Chuck. Never have been, never will be. Same fucking difference. Don't call them whatever their birth name is, even if you know it. If you already are aware, 
of their preferred name, the name they want to go by, whatever it is. And now, for the people that are newly in transition, don't be afraid to try on new names. Try on new names, but also be flexible when you do. If you've been using a name, I, let's just say Alice, all right? And you realize after six months, you know, Alice is just not working for me. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. So you think about it and you come up with another name, Betty, because it's letter B, right? And you go by Betty for another six months. And then you realize you don't like it or three months or whatever. As long as you don't change your documentation, you're just telling people call you whatever. That's cool. But realize you are confusing some people. So be flexible if they call you an older name and don't get a little upset if they can't remember, especially if you're trying on similar names like, uh, well, anything that's with an S. Let's face it. There's so many S names, Susie, Sabrina, Sally. You know, if you're switching around on S names or any sort of letter names, V, there's a lot of V's out there. Vicky, Vicky, Victoria, Vivian, uh, Jesus, so many out there, so many out there. Um, but you know what I mean? There's a lot of, a lot of names that's from the same letter. If you're doing that thing, I mean, that's cool. Do your thing, do your thing, do your thing. But be forgiving if people get confused and mess up, especially if the names are very similar. Um, and just politely correct them. No, no, it's, it's this, not that anymore. I decided to go by whatever. Cut them some slack. I, I have seen some people just get so uppity about that. Anyway, I'm kind of getting off topic. Uh, when somebody chooses a name, call them that. But realize if you're going to get confused as somebody's trying on names, apologize. I'm so sorry. What name are we using right now? What name, what name is it right now that you're, that you're going by? I mean, I know those questions aren't really the best questions. Again, this is off the top of my head. You know, what, what, what name would you prefer? What, what name do you prefer? Or just simply ask, what's your name again? I'm so sorry. Please tell me your name again. Simplest thing. Simplest thing. Apologize and ask for it again. I'm sorry. What was your name again? Bam. Done. Move on. Um, and if you slip up on pronouns, don't apologize. Head over foot. Head over foot. <laughs> Head over heels. Don't apologize for that. Apologize once, maybe twice. Move on. I mean, if it happens again, apologize again, of course. Uh, but if it starts to happen more frequently in that particular conversation, just use your name. Just use your name. Uh, conversely, uh, for the people that are early in transition, uh, if you're still kind of in between, if you're still looking in between genders, you know, if you're still, uh, got some beard shadow, let's say, or your face hasn't filled out from HRT yet, or a number of different changes happen, right? If you're early in transition and you're in that weird in between phase, I know it hurts, but cut people some slack. Remember, as I've said, oh, shit, so many times before, everybody's going through their own transition. And the closer they are to the trans person, the bigger the transition they're going through. So, you know, cut them some slack. Conversely, people, cis people, realize you're going through a transition yourself. Uh, it can be the loss of one, type, one person and the gaining of another, because that's the pretty obvious thing right there. But you're going through it. So embrace that. Maybe seek therapy. That's an individual choice up to yourself, but that might be a way to help. Now, I know this episode is going to run long, and I'm sorry, but there's a lot of information out there. 
Addison sent me a, a link to a article, uh, you know, here's what's okay and what's not okay to say to a trans person. And I'll, I'll include it in the show notes over on Blogspot for this episode number 51, so you can check it out. Uh, it was posted on June 27th on uh, everydayfeminism.com. I'm sure you could search it out there. Uh, and it's got, a, it's got a good number of, of things. I'm just going to run through a few. Don't, don't ask about what life was before they transitioned. You know, unless the trans person brings it up, don't talk about it. Or unless you're in a relationship and you want to know about the person's past. Bring it up in the most delicate way that you can. You know, and I know you're, you're transgender. Do you want to talk about your past? Can I ask questions about, you know, how you grew up? If they don't want to answer, don't push it, number one. But don't right off the bat start asking. Save that for, like, later, 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 later in your relationship. Later in your relationship. Unless the trans person brings it up, then it's okay. Then that trans person is talking. But as soon as the trans person says, yeah, I don't want to talk about that, move on. Move on. Also, don't talk about medical transitions, surgeries, as we talked about before, or just HRT in general. Um, unless you're that close to that person, don't talk about it. Do ask about the pronouns, as we mentioned a moment ago. Do make your environment and spaces safe for your transgender friend. If you're out and about with them at a restaurant or what have you, make them feel safe. Make them feel that they can come to you if they are needing assistance for whatever reason. I mentioned it earlier in the episode. I have friends that, that I know that they can ask me anything because I know they got my back when I'm out. That is what I'm talking about. They make my environment safe. So I trust them. That's your job as an ally. Now, if you are that close person, that close friend to the trans person, and you know the information that's, that's pretty, you know, not talked about most of the time, verify what can and cannot be said to other people. I know a lot of cis people are like, oh my, I have my first transgender friend. My first transgender friend came out to me. It's so exciting, and I want to learn more. Well, first of all, please realize that you are excited, and that's a wonderful thing. Be that for that person. Be supportive. But realize that, that the information that you now have access to, that you're privy to, is not yours to give away. Hold it as a precious bird. Feed it. Nurture it. Do not let it fly away. Because the moment you do, that trust is broken. I'm only going to say that there. Okay. Um, but realize, realize what you can and cannot say to other people. Uh, because they've entrusted, the trans person has entrusted you with the information. Take it as a gift. Take it as a blessing. Take it as, as something special. And don't share it unless the trans person says it's okay. Now, trans people, I suggest making a blog you know, entry or a Facebook note even or a video or so many different things that you can share that link to. Because then if anybody asks, here's the link. Here's the link. Here's the link. And then the, then the audience, whoever that may be, will hear your story in your own words, whether it's recorded or written or whatever. That's my suggestion. It may take a little bit of time to put together instead of just coming out. But I guarantee it'll be much easier to keep everybody in the same loop and not let any information, you know, because I'll admit when I come out to people, sometimes when I've come out to people, I've forgot to mention certain things that I wanted to mention, whatever that may be. And then I have to, you know, 
get them back and say, hey, okay, bye, I forgot to say this. You know, or they come back with the question, hey, I forgot to ask this. So just be aware of that. Uh, another thing Addison sent me a link for, and it'll be in the show notes, is eight tips on respectfully talking about pleasure, sex, and bodies with your trans lover. Now, I'm going to say thank you, Addison, for all the stuff that you sent. It's awesome and wonderful. Um, I'm going to jump to a, a quote that a friend of mine, a co- co- old, old co-worker friend of mine, that he and I know each other on Facebook, sweetheart of a guy, uh, David W., you know who you are, and I'm going to get you on the show someday. One of the things he was saying to me uh, in, in a message is, is something I went, hey, I'm going to quote you on that. And he said, okay, sure. Uh, he said, you only have one life to live. You should live it as the truest you you can be. And it just kind of hit home. Be true to yourself. Now, he's a gay man, and that's neither here nor there. Because that fits for everybody. Take the LGBTQI, whatever, take, it, take that all out. We're all equal, okay? Because we all have feelings. We all love who we love. We all are expressing ourselves however we express ourselves. And we are who we are. So take that out and be just true to yourself. Find yourself, as a lot of people have said and heard. You know, that's part of so many stories out there, finding yourself. So be the truest you that you can be. And so, David, I thank you for that. And that, that goes for everyone out there. Be the truest you you can be, because there is only you. All right, I know it's getting late. I know it's getting long on this, on this episode. But, hey, it's a, it's a well-needed episode. And this last one comes from a, a friend. I've met her, I don't know, maybe twice. She happens to be the wife of a trans woman who uh, came out transitioned unfortunately uh that particular relationship they chose to not stay together as far as a married couple they're friends they have a child together and their dynamic as two women raising a child is unique and wonderful all at the same time uh she wrote to me asking me basically how her relationship with her we'll just say ex-wife uh differs or is unique or what have you from from the average uh, married couple where the man comes out as a trans woman and now they're a lesbian couple or they do go their separate ways uh they they as i said have a child together so they are very good with that and they've reached a wonderful communication and, and terms with that dynamic of their relationship and when the the wife will say uh, felt very threatened by the fact that all of her triumphs as a woman, whatever they may be, first period, childbirth, all, all the things that she uses and has within her own body that helps her and makes her identify as a woman, she felt threatened by and almost made to feel less womanly, we'll, we'll use, when her husband could just say it and become a woman. And my wife, if you listen to her episodes, which are early in the, uh, in the list there, uh, had a lot of the same thing. It's a mourning process. It's a, feeling, it, it's a feeling threatened by what it is. And it's a tough question. It really is. And I, I'm keeping you totally anonymous, anonymous, you know who you are. And I love you for it. Um, 
she also said, is it uncommon for the dynamic of their relationship, the, the, the husband, the ex-husband and the wife, now you know, two women, is that is their relationship different than what's out there? And, I, and uh, on top of that, the, uh, the trans person identifies as a trans woman, not as a woman, but a trans woman, knowing that she, the trans woman, is totally different than a woman is a born woman, a cis woman. And I've, I know I've mentioned this in the past. I couldn't tell you when or where, but I personally think there are four areas. At one end, you've got female. At the other end, you've got male. And then everywhere in between, somebody falls, and there should be kind of two rest stops, we'll call them, along the path. You know, you don't have to stay there unless you want to, but somebody's going to kick you out eventually. It's just the way I feel about it. And then you come back again. Um, somewhere between the, uh, you know, the, the, the female at one end, and I mean hyper-female, and the male at the other end, and I mean hyper-male, we'll call it, right? Somewhere in the middle should be two kind of rest stops where one is a little closer to female but still male and that's kind of like where the uh, trans woman would fit in because even if all the surgeries are done and you look at the person you say really you were born a man holy christ you know that sort of reaction they're still born a man i remember watching an episode of bones once and there there was part of the mystery was this woman died but yet has the 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 skeletal frame of a man well, it turned out that that was a transgender woman, trans woman. So, so even to the core, they're going to have that frame. It's just the way we're born. Can't help that. Can't help that. Okay, fine. We move on. So, at, that's at one end. You know, you got female and then kind of female with some male. And then at the other end, you got male and then some male mixed with female. And that's where I kind of throw some of the trans women excuse me, trans men, because at their bone structure, they're, they're born women. They've got the wider hips. They've, they've got the shorter frames. They've got not as strong bone structure, um, especially if they've done any childbirthing or anything like that. That's just, that's just the nature of their bodies. And it's dependent upon when and how they transition. But that's another story. Even I know that. So I think there should be two kind of rest stops on the way. And everybody starts in the middle, you know, everybody chooses where they start and starts in the middle and kind of goes back and forth until they settle into whatever they settle into. Because think of it this way, you've got their effeminate men, right? Well, that fits in one category over there. And then you've got your masculine women, the, the, the tomboys and, and the, well, just the stereotype of the butch lesbian, you know, they fall in there as well. That's why gender is so fluid and so much of a spectrum and so many shades of gray as i mentioned earlier the trans woman identifies as a trans woman and not just a woman and respects the fact that women are their own identity their own persona and that they are similar but different and and the question came to me is is that unique or not and i think it is uh, it's a new thought. More and more trans women, from what I understand, are going that route with the compassionate understanding of their spouse, whether it's whether they're still together or they're not together. And I mean by divorce, not necessarily together together, but you know, they're they're friendly, but they're not together. Like just as any divorced couple should be if they have a child sort of deal. Um, and because in the past, usually it's the 
they, they go their own separate ways and they never see each other again after the divorce is final. That's it. Goodbye. You're going to be a woman. Okay, fine. Bye. <laughs> don't want anything to do with you because I don't identify as a lesbian or whatever the case may be out there. So uh, I do see it as being unique, but not entirely brand new because it's, it's, it's happening more and more as, as more and more trans women and trans men come out and say, yes, I am transgender. The awareness is there. Plus, the support groups are popping up for the spouses who are going through this with their spouse. So the support is coming. The support is there. It's new. It's still new. But the support is there. When you need a professional who specializes in writing, photography, or web design, contact Tom Slayton. At Tom's website, TomSlayton.com, you'll find brilliant WordPress themes, discounts and links for fantastic online services, and sage wisdom from the master himself, Tom Slayton. TomSlayton.com even features a wonderful eclectic collection of photographs seldom seen elsewhere. Visit TomSlayton.com. That's T-O-M-S-L-A-T-I-N.com. Ah, TomSlayton.com. Yeah. What a guy. What a guy. You know, just as the commercial says, if you're looking for WordPress, if you're looking for, you know, photos just to watch or just words of inspiration, writing prompts and things, I'll tell you, it's all there. It's all there. I, I like to, you know, when I'm cruising around on the Internet, you know, doing my thing, prepping, prepping, prepping for the show, whether it's looking at articles or you know, whatever the case may be on whatever show I'm putting together, right? I like, just like most people, you need a brain fart. You need to take the, you know, you need a break. You need to just kind of chill for a moment and then get back to whatever you're doing. And I don't mean a break on Facebook where you're going to check in with everybody and a half hour later you're like, oh shit, I got to get back to work. No, I mean a little quick little brain fart, like a 30 second or a minute or, you know, a couple minutes, whatever it is, sort of thing. And I did that earlier. And so that's where I got this link from. Uh, It was a Main Street East Aurora, New York shot. He put it as black and white. It's got uh, Viddler's 5 and 10 since 1930 and a beautiful clock right in the middle of the sidewalk. And in the distance, there's another clock in the middle of the sidewalk. Looks like there's a Bank of America there as well. And it's just a beautifully composed shot. And it caught my eye. And I've been staring at it for a couple minutes, just going, wow, that's really beautiful, the 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 composition and the clouds and the background and it's all black and white. I mean, it's a contemporary picture. He took it, you know, like this the August of 2015, but it's just a beautiful shot. And guess what? Now I'm ready to go back to researching or doing whatever or recording as I happen to be doing right now. So, if you're needing one of those brain farts or you're looking for some WordPress things or whatever else you're looking for, but I like the brain farts, go to tomslayton.com to check it out. And the picture I'm talking about, just put a slash after the main website, Main Street, East Aurora, New York, with a hyphen in between each word. You'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. Beautiful composure.
What's that? New music? What the hell is going on? <laughs> this is the new 30-day challenge. This is where we're going to go with some new stuff. This was given to me by my wife, actually. It's 25 tidbits from famous women. So this first one comes from Greta Gerwig. And I'll admit, I didn't know who that was, so I did a quick search on the internet. I didn't realize she was an actress, and I, as soon as I looked at what she has done or not done, I realized I didn't know her because I never watched her in anything. It's just not something I've watched. Nothing she's done is anything that I've really watched or paid attention to. And that's just the way things are. But quick little bio right here from IMDb. You can look it up yourself. She's an American actress and filmmaker born in Sacramento, California, to a nurse and a financial consultant and computer programmer. Uh, she's German, Irish, and English ancestry, raised as a Unitarian Universalist, but also intended an all-girls Catholic school. I'm, I'm not going to read the full bio. You can do that on IMDb. You could probably do that on your phone while I'm talking about it right now, or your mobile device while, you're, while I'm talking right now. Uh, her quote, Don't drink all the drinks just because they're free. And it took me a moment to think about it. I had to ponder that for just a moment because it could mean so many different things as one sentence. I really wish I could have found the entire phrase that it came from. You know, like what was the question that prompted her to say it or what paragraph was it in the middle of? But I didn't take it that far. I just took it as it is, face value, a statement, and just thought about it. And to me, the first thing that came to my mind was don't take more than your fair share. Don't be greedy. Uh, the next thing was don't indulge. It's there, but don't indulge. You don't need to eat all the food. You don't need to drink all the drinks. You don't need to get drunk. And then the, the, as I per, you know, pondered a little more, I realized that I thought about it as don't take advantage of whoever's generosity is there. So, yeah. So, so there's, a, there's, there's one out of 25 tidbits from famous women that I'm going to be bringing in you for the next, two, I don't know, 25 episodes or so. And we'll get through that and come up with something new. If you got any ideas, send it my way. Secondary topic. Now, to keep it a little lighter than what we talked about for the first hour of the show, and I'm sorry it ran, so we're running long, but you know what? Hey, it's one of those episodes. It's just going to be. So this secondary topic, um, for those new listeners, I try to keep something a little lighthearted on this secondary topic. All right, what I'm going to talk about is something I consider my birthright. The reason I consider it my birthright is because all my life growing up, Around my father, I heard him use the phrase, that's what she said, all the freaking time. All the time. From like six years old, I don't remember when, okay? <laughs> all the way, all my life, all my life. That was one of his favorite phrases. In fact, I had heard it so much that when I was, I don't know, seven or eight, uh, somebody said something. I don't know what exactly prompted me. Probably just my innate comedic timing because there was a pause in the conversation. And all of a sudden, out of my little seven or eight-year-old voice, you heard, that's what she said. My dad had face grew red, looked at the person, and just went, I, 
I don't know. Uh, did he stop saying it around me? No, he continued to say it. He told me, you know, that's not what, you know, kids are supposed to say. And, but, you know, of course, the question was, well, why do you say it? Well, because I'm an adult. But that's what the thought was back in the late 70s, early 80s. Anyhow, and it was at that point I said, all right, fine, I will wait till I'm old enough to use it. And then I kind of forgot about it when I was like in high school and things like that, because, you know, it just wasn't appropriate. It was kind of rude, you know? Uh, so, so then as years go by and all of a sudden I hear somebody say, that's what she said. My mind is blown because mind you, I had never heard it anywhere else outside my father's lips ever, never, ever. And then all of a sudden everybody's fucking quoting it in pop culture. Well, that's what she said. That's what she said. That's what she said. What the fuck? Where are you getting this from? Finally, somebody tells me, oh, it's from the office. Now, <laughs> I, if you haven't guessed by now, never have seen it. And in, in all honesty, I really don't. I, I really don't. Um, I'm very selective of what uh, I watch as far as, you know, the time consumed in watching. And I usually not big into sitcoms. A little bit. A little bit once in a while. I, I will admit that, but not not always, not always. Uh, but that's not the reason I didn't get into the office. The only reason I didn't get into the office uh, when it first came out or even after is because uh, I was very busy when it first came out, and I didn't have uh, a VCR, and so I couldn't you know record anything, and DVRs and such like that were still new, and... I didn't want to be a slave to the television. I've never liked being a slave. Oh, you got to be home every such and such night at 7 o'clock to watch blah, blah, blah. I didn't want to be that way. Uh, I, ever since high school, I didn't want to be that way. I used to videotape everything and watch it within, you know, the first week or whatever it was. Some things I'd keep, other things I wouldn't, you know. And it, it was during with the use of the VCR that I realized, wow, I don't have to be home at such and such to watch a show. This is amazing. And then as technology changed and my budget didn't, <laughs> I couldn't really afford, you know, any sort of DVR. And so I, there was one point where I purchased DVDs because the cost went down to almost nothing, could watch it as multiple times as you want. They started putting bonus features on, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, back to The Office is uh, <laughs> I didn't want to watch that because I was working in an office. And I just didn't want to be surrounded by the mentality or the environment. Even if it was looked at in a humorous way, I didn't want that to be my entertainment. I just didn't. I did not want it to be my entertainment because it was what I did eight hours a day. So I didn't want to invest my time into other office-type characters. Just didn't want to. And I still don't. Um, maybe someday, but there's such a long list of those maybe some days that may never come. And I realize that because I got other things to do besides watch TV. So anyhow, uh, that's that when, when the, that's that what she said phenomenon started happening in pop culture, I became even more angry at the TV show, which is another reason I didn't want to watch it. Then don't want to watch it now. And I still say, it's my birthright, because nowhere else had I ever heard it except from my father. So now that you all know that, I may use it in the future. But it's not part of my dialogue, it's not part of who I am, because I realize it's kind of a rude thing to say. So, <laughs> I may not say it at all. Mm -hmm. 
uh, listener feedback. Here we go. Listener feedback. <laughs> Got a few things here. So the first listener feedback goes to Maddie Love from Trans Atheist Podcast. I've mentioned her in the podcast a number of times in the past, and it's uh, just a wonderful thing. I, if you don't, if you haven't heard it, go check it out. Uh, eventually, I want to get her on the show. Eventually, I hope I'm on her show. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And uh, we recently became Facebook friends because of, well, <laughs> Addison. And because I told Addison, oh, that's where I mentioned it. I told Addison, check out this podcast because this person's going to be living in the city you're moving to. So, you know, at least somebody, you'll know somebody within closer proximity than me. <laughs> so I hope that worked out. Anyhow, I got in touch with Maddie that way, and, and it's, it's, been, it's been fun. It's been great. And through certain comments and things uh, on our mutual friend um, Addison's page, uh, Maddie complimented me and the show in, in a way that I was blown away. And I wish I could have... Uh, you know, marked it down or took it a screenshot or something because I couldn't find it in prep for this episode. But Maddie, you know what I'm talking about. I responded to you uh, right away. Uh, but then in another, in another uh, comment, mentioned how much she liked the uh, Transpantastic episodes I have, which was episode 37 and 38, because I came up with questions she didn't think of. Well, <laughs> thank you. Maddie, that's wonderful, but I, I'll be honest, I was scrounging for questions. How do I do this? What do I do? Um, but, you know, hey, it was just one of those free-flowing conversations with Transpantastic, and, and as I've mentioned before, I love them. Go check them out. My episode, 3738. Maddie interviewed them as well. I don't remember the episode, but it's under her uh, Trans Atheist podcast. Go check that out as well. And I just wanted to say thanks, Maddie. Those Those words mean meant when you said them a lot and they still do i just wish i could remember them but i was very honored very very touched by by what you'd said and it was a beautiful compliment about just you know the work that i do and with the show so thank you but i also want to say this to you uh your show helped inspired many topics on my show and 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 allowed me to approach transpantastic because before that, I didn't feel comfortable approaching them because their whole thing is anonymity. And I didn't want to, you know, instep that bubble. But the moment I heard them on your show, I went, hey, I'm going to approach them. And, well, there they were. And they're lovely folks. Also, your podcast opened my mind to so many things. Um, just, just the way you... You address certain topics, the way you look at things, the way you speak about things. It's just, just mind-opening, we'll say. And so thank you for that. But also the things you asked of your guests, what you talk to your guests about, the guests that you get. You got racy guests on your show. Some of these people I would never approach. Never. Not my type. Not my style. Uh-uh. I want the person to want to be here. I don't want to, you know, have anything like that. It's not my style. So my hat's off for you for that. And utter, utmost respect for that. Also, uh, your show started a little before mine, and it helped inspire me to do my show. I'm well, if this trans person's doing their own show, I can do mine. So, really, I just wanted to say... Thank you for you doing your show 
And then to turn around and hear those wonderful compliments about my show, mm, that's, I guess that's part of the reason we do it, isn't it? So thank you. And this next listener feedback is basically the survey that I haven't really talked about. But uh, if you go to Changes in Latitudes podcast at blogspot.com, you'll see, uh, well, there's a link on every post, but there's also links at the bottom and on the right-hand side for the survey. Uh, Take it. uh, It's totally anonymous. I don't know who's doing it or when. And it just helps out the show, helps the show grow. Basically, it's the same thing. So help me out. Take the survey. it's been a while, so I'm going to read some of the responses, and I only read the likes and dislikes, because there's a chance for you to type in what you like or dislike, and unless you say, hi, my name is such and such, I have no clue. So, we'll start with the likes, because those are always fun. From the 20th of June, the only answer for the likes is the tangents. Thank you so much. I, I do tangent a lot. I try to keep it together, but I do tangent a lot. The next one, we jumped to August 4th was the podcast is really engaging and informative. Well, that's awesome. Thank you. I'm so, so, so happy that I can do that for you. Uh, The next one is August 7th, and this is 2015. uh, Says, Sabrina is just great and her topics. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much. I, I really appreciate that. That means a lot to me. Same thing with all the emails you guys write. Uh, So now let's flip over to the dislikes. From the 20th of June, the person said, none, meaning no dislikes. Cool, thank you. On the 4th of August, the person said, I don't have any complaints, which is so awesome as well. (laughs) And then on the 7th of August, there was N-A. So, uh, thank you. Again, I don't know who you are, but obviously you're listening. Thank you. Thank you so very much for taking the time to do the survey. As I said, Changes in Latitudes podcast at blogspot.com. Uh, every post has a, a, a text link, and at the bottom of the page and on the right-hand side, I believe, is a little thing that says audience survey. So click that, take it for us, and it'll really help out. And this last listener feedback comes from uh, an email sent to me back in the uh, early August by Brianna Z. And it says, Hi there. I just wanted to drop you a note to say thank you for your continual support for those of us who go slowly. I want to make sure I'm doing the right thing for myself and not rushing into something that will have permanent physical and social repercussions. I love how you're always supportive of making sure that things are done on the timetable that works for the person and not some timetable that somebody else believes in. Thank you very much, Brianna. Uh, I wrote Brianna back saying thank you very much uh, for doing, for writing me, as, as, as I say, frankly, all the time. Uh, but here in my own voice, in my own words, you'll hear it now, Brianna. You're most welcome for that. Everybody has to go at their own pace because it's everybody's journey. Everybody has their, I mean, have you ever been in school and there's always that one person that's behind, or maybe you're that one person that's behind, the last person to get the answer, uh, you know, the last person to figure it out, whatever it may be. There's, there's a number of that. And it doesn't happen all the time, usually, but it does happen. Well, you got to go at your own pace. Everybody needs to solve the answer, find the answer at their own pace. You can't go at somebody else's pace. You know, you, you just can't. 
you know, a little tiny race uh, or a little tiny car is not going to go as fast as a race car, you know, or a semi is not going to go as fast as a race car, but it's still going to go there. It's still going to get there. It's still going to go on its journey. It's still going to be fun ride. So enjoy it. And I say, don't go fast because life is a journey and you know, for the, for the people who are transitioning slightly older in life, and when I say that, I mean, you know, anybody that's late 20s or above, you know, or, you know, 30, let's just call a round number. If you're about 30, right, or above, <laughs> and you start transition then, you've had a good quarter-ish of your life done already. You've gotten so many things established by that point that... There's there's going to be some 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 you know blowback we'll say. It depends on how big it is up to your life and all that. But when you've reached that point in life, you've got to start considering other things. I mean, if you're a teenager and or late teens, even early twenties, you're still exploring, you're still figuring yourself out, you're still learning life and what you want. And then as you get older, you realize, hey, wait, there's certain repercussions here. You know, if I do this, I may not, you know, qualify for the next class or get a job or whatever your individual case may be. So, yeah, everybody should take it at their own pace. And I even say take it at your own pace, even if you are in your teens. Take it at your own pace. Discover yourself. You have discovered within yourself this new, beautiful gift that you are not part of the gender binary, but you bend and blend the binary into something beautiful. Trans woman, trans man, whatever yours is, enjoy just that and enjoy the time it takes to find that. Because, as I say, <laughs> life's a journey. So enjoy it. And Brianna, as I mentioned in, in emails to you, thank you so much for writing. It does mean the world to me. And thank you so much for allowing me to use your email on the podcast. Because yeah, I think it's important that other people know that, you know, you might be going at your own pace. And it's okay. There's other people out there at their own pace. And there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, I actually think some trans women probably rush things a little fast even if they feel they're going slow it's just because it's so new and we want it all and we've we've run from the feelings for so long that we need to embrace it and do it as fast as possible i understand that i do i really do but the older you are realize that your repercussions are going to be bigger than the average that's all take that into consideration you know you're your circles are bigger. There's going to be more hurt feelings depending upon how old you are. And so you got to go at your own pace. You got to go at the pace of the ones you love. Because, oh shit, I don't know how many times I've said this, they're going through their own transition. So, thank you again. Holy Christ, we finally made it. Jesus Christ, we're at so... Oh, man, what a show. I am so sorry it took so long. No, I'm not. I'm not sorry. It's been a good show. I'm so happy I was able to get that information out. 
Uh, how well is it going to be shared with the, the cis population, the non-trans population? I don't know. Yeah, there's some good stuff I said. There's some shit that I said. But hey, that's that. It's the end of the show. We did it. We're here. And if you're still here with me, thanks for sticking around. <laughs> I really appreciate it. All right, next episode, next episode, episode 52. That's a year of podcasting, 52 weeks. Holy Christ. Yeah, a year of podcasting. So I'm going to call next episode, We All Strive for Balance or Transgender Queer Fluid. I'm always looking for topics. I'm always looking for guests. If you got anything to say to me, send it my way. Changes in Latitudes podcast at gmail.com or check out the website, Changes in Latitudes podcast at blogspot.com. Check out our Patreon page, as I said before, patreon.com slash changes in latitudes. And thanks for listening. <laughs> That's basically what I want to say right now. And now, as Jimmy Buffett says, if I couldn't laugh, I just would go insane. If we couldn't laugh, we just would go insane. If we weren't all crazy, we would go insane. Stay crazy, everyone. I'll catch you next week. Episode 52, Christ. You've been listening to Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. I'd love to hear from you, so let me know what you think or what you'd like to hear about by emailing me at changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com or by leaving a comment on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast or at the website changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and please leave us reviews and star ratings. Now, wait for it. Here it comes. Disclaimer time! Disclaimer time! Disclaimer time! Disclaimer time! Disclaimer time! I am not a doctor nor a lawyer, and I certainly do not pretend to be one. I am a trans woman who began her transition later in life. I am here to discuss my life, so I take no responsibility for your decisions based on my personal thoughts and experiences. If you are thinking about transition or are questioning your gender identity, first, please know that you are not alone in your thoughts and questions. Second, please seek the advice of a qualified gender therapist or at the very least a local support group. If you're having difficulty finding a qualified professional in your area, I suggest reaching out to the closest LGBT center near you. And lastly, please remember, always question the source when researching information on the internet. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permission from the host. Copyright 2015 by me, Sabrina Miller. Thanks for listening. Uh, but this episode was actually st uh, uh, spawned, spurned, spurned, blah, 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 blah. Trans Atheist Podcast. I've mentioned her in the, in, on my show a few times before. I've tweeted at her a few times. Eventually, I'll get on, get her on my show, and I hope I'll be, uh, you know, I hope it'll be, mm-hmm. And I, and I hope to, uh, 
be able to humbly be on her show because it's just, it's, I mean, it's most blah, 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 blah. Thank you, good night, and always remember.